Welcome back to Lost Legacies. I'm Matt. And I'm Sam. How's it going, Sam? Yeah, it's going alright. It's pretty good. Cool, cool. Doing anything exciting this weekend? No. I tried not to freeze to death. Yeah, it got pretty cold here in Texas. Yeah. Um, luckily, I only lost power for a few hours. Hey, that's good. So that was good. Uh, especially compared to 2021 when we lost power and water for like three days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I did a little bit of comic book reading. Uh, I got to play some video games. Nice. It was nice. just very, very chill, you know? Yeah. 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 Ours, ours was very chill, too. Uh, watch The Thing. Ooh. Uh, you know, and then I felt like I had to round that out with like something else fun. So watch Twister, which I hadn't seen Ooh. in years. And then because, you know, I'm nothing if not like, well, I like I like the dichotomy. You know, I, I like I like opposites, you know. And so I so I thought, well, if I saw the thing this morning because, you know, it's freezing cold outside and, you know, we're all trapped inside right now. I'm going to watch something hot. So I watched The Mummy. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. From the 90s, Brendan Fraser. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I thought I thought that was a nice little, you know, triple one, triple feature. Which kind one of. do you enjoy more? The Mummy or The Mummy Returns? Uh, mm. See, now, that's interesting. Oh. Okay. It might be a hot take, but I think I enjoy The Mummy Returns more. Dude, so do I. I think The Mummy is a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. The Mummy Returns isn't. There's a mm-hmm. lot about it that that uh, uh, I have issues with, mostly yeah. being the kid. Uh, yeah. And 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 the fact that like, also that like, there's no uh, uh, there's not really like the red shirts. The cool, the horror aspect of the first film was like you have this big cast and you slowly start getting smaller and smaller. You yeah. know, they all start dying. This one, you didn't really have that. Uh, uh, the second one, they have like the the mercenary guys who they all just kill at once, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. But um, I actually think it's a more fun, adventurous movie. Yeah, I think like, you know, it's like the first, the first one is sort of, it's the mummy or I'm sorry, it's it's like it's Indiana Jones for like, you know, this night. No, I got that confused. I'm sorry. It's it the the, the 90s mummy is for like the post Indiana Jones crowd. You know, like we've had we've had all these other adventure movies and it's trying to recapture that sort of same spirit, but keep it true to form, like keep it that like, hey, like this is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um so it's a little more actiony, but it still has a lot of spookiness to it. The second movie, they're just like, we're kind of throwing the spookiness out the window. We're giving you action adventure. And yeah. that feels like an Indiana Jones movie on a diet of like uh uh pop rocks and soda. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. And I was gonna say it's it's very similar to the way where I feel like Raiders of the Lost Ark is the perfect film, and it's it's historically the 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 one that's that's seen as uh the cinematic masterpiece yeah yeah but personally i think last crusade is the best indie movie 
hundred percent. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's kind of the same way with the mummy. You know, I, I prefer the second one, but like they're both pretty damn good. Yeah. So, yeah. And who's the director of that? Those Steven Somers, Steven Somers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he took what he learned from the first one and he just did it. The second one even better. Like, yeah, it was such a natural progression, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it, I think the second one feels a lot better just because everybody has such a rapport that, you know, you kind of don't need to watch the first movie to watch the second movie. Right. Like, you can just go in and he's like, oh, these people are adventurers. Oh, they all have a history. Oh, there's Oded Fair. And, you know, oh, and they know him. That's great. Yeah. And they're all just kind of like, well, here we go again, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's really, yeah, it's fun. There are some detriments. I think, I think, uh, a lot of the CGI doesn't hold up. I think that's also true of the first movie, but we forgive it more because right. it's sort of used in a different way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think yeah, it's always weird when you bring in a kid. Yeah. Into the sequels. I think there, I think there are exceptions. I think there are ways that you can do, you know, a kid sidekick like character. And do it well. You, you gotta I, do it like uh what's the kid's name in uh in up? Yeah, you gotta be like Russell. Russell, there you go. Yeah, you know, you just make him cool and fun. Like you wanna hang out with this kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't wanna slap him. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I'm glad we agree on that. The mummy returns. Me right too. On. I'm surprised. Well, okay. Yeah. Um I, and I just read too because the mummy is always showing up on my algorithm on on uh, Instagram, and mm-hmm. uh, the mummy fact of the day was that uh, uh, Odette Fair, his character, was supposed mm-hmm. to die at the fir- at the end of the first one. Oh. He like buys them time, and I think it's like it's technically still in the film. I don't like mm-hmm. I don't know if they actually filmed the death scene, but they have the scene where he's like go and he like charges them into like the hall, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't see him again. Uh, but the director is just saying like, he, he's such a heroic character. We couldn't kill him off. Yeah. I was like, yeah. So they brought him back for another adventure. Best decision really. Yeah, I know. Totally. So, oh man. Awesome. Speaking about, uh, an adventure we don't want to (laughs) take. Let's just jump into dark this week. Cause last week we talked like 20 minutes before we started. Mm -hmm. Um, so this week. We're talking about Dark Season 2, Episode 2, Dark Matter. <gasps> Whoa. Jonas gets a cool new scar. Egon faces off with his <laughs> old nemesis. And Claudia meets herself from the future. <sighs> boy. Boy, oh boy. What an episode. What an episode. Yeah. Okay, so you were texting me last night. You and Kat were just were talking about it for like thirty minutes. What were, what were like? What were y'all discuss discussing? Like, oh man, we were discussing a lot. But it was this is jumping ahead a little bit. But it was essentially the scene where eighties Claudia and future Claudia meet, and uh how she like proved that she was from the future and like, well, look out your office window. You'll see all the stuff happens. You describe everything that happens. Yeah. 
And she's like, I know all of this because I was told all of this. And I was exactly where you were, you mm-hmm. know, hearing all of this. Um, and we were just going back and forth about it because it's like, it's, it's, it's the thing that I don't like about a lot of time travel stories is that is, is, is that exact thing. It's all a loop. It's all, mm-hmm. it's all a circle. Like it, there, 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 there is no, there is no original timeline where Claudia looked out that office window of her own volition and saw those things without the prompting of her future self. Mm-hmm. The, 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 it, 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 they're just, there, there isn't one in this universe and that, that, that weirds me out. It weirds me out too, but something that's interesting that Claudia did, older Claudia did bring up was that they're entering the final loop. That is true. That, that is really fascinates me because I'm like, well, wait a second. If there's a final, doesn't that imply that there was a first? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of like, did was there a first time where Claudia just happened to look out the window? I don't know because it's one of those things where it's like, how would you would you remember that? You know, obviously she sees one of her employees like like drop the pin and he's checking out like the secretary's butt. Like mm-hmm. that would stay in your head. But 33 years from now, you're going to remember that moment. Yeah. You know, that's where it's kind of, kind of weird as, as far as like, as far as the first time goes, Yeah, you know, the first loop. But this also kind of goes into the whole concept of like free will and stuff, because like, let's look at uh, uh Yulrick in season one, how, like he inadvertently caused all of this, or at least a big part of this to happen. You know, he finds mm-hmm. he's going after Helgi, but he finds little Helgi. He tries to kill him, doesn't succeed. Mm-hmm. And then we see how he grows up and helps enable this whole, this whole storyline to, to, to begin, you know? And it's like, well, well, I like I don't even know how to, I don't even know what I'm saying. Like it, <laughs> like what was the first time? Well, I mean, see, and this is what's tricky because to all of them, it is the first time. Yeah, but it's us who know it isn't. You know, well, it's us. It's us that knows that it's that it isn't. Mm-hmm. But it's also Claudia and Jonas. Yeah. Because yeah. they know things like one. Okay. Like you were saying, like Claudia knows that this is the final loop. This is the mm-hmm. final time we're going to be able to go through this. And then last season, Jonas, or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Noah It's Noah. That's that. That's what I meant. So it's Claudia and Noah. Okay. They, they know things outside of, outside of the time loop. Like they're not experiencing it for the first time because. Oh, Noah, I see. Uh, Noah knows that Jonas Jonas has planned to blow up the thing and and stop the stop time travel. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. And he knows that before Jonas does. Yeah. So it's sort of yeah. So it's so so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So 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 yeah. That that was just the thing that we were going back and forth on. Like, 
not necessarily the logistics, but yeah, just like that's that the that's an interesting thing. We were also trying to figure out who the the girl from the future is. Oh, with the scar. Yeah, because yeah. she's just girl from the future in the mm-hmm. credits, and because this is dark, because this is the type of show that dark is. I don't think she's just a nothing character. She's not just a nobody because even the characters who have very few lines or show up very little, they have a part to play. Yeah. And I'm curious what her story is because I just like, I just feel like, like especially with how like her story goes this episode and where we, where we leave her off. I just kind of feel like, is she going to inadvertently time travel or is she going to figure out how to time travel? Mm-hmm. And is she already somewhere? Have we already seen her? Mm. But it's like, it's a, I don't, I don't know. It's like a, it's like, oh, Hey, we watched, we watched Mikhail kill himself in the first scene and we didn't realize that was him, you know? Right. But, yeah. And my only conclusion, my, or not my only conclusion, like my hypothesis, here's my hypothesis. My hypothesis is that she figures out how to time travel. She goes back in time. She goes back too far or she, or, or she just goes, she's trying to look for Jonas. I think that's going to be her thing. She's trying to look mm-hmm. for Jonas, doesn't find Jonas, but somehow transplants herself into the, the past past. Mm-hmm. And somehow is involved with the Sigmundus cult. Interesting. Yeah. Because, and, and, and the only, the only, the one, one of my, one of my only pieces of evidence for this is that I think she's already there is that it takes a certain type of person to grow up in the future into this post-apocalyptic future. It takes a certain type of person to grow up like that. What do you become like that as an adult? Yeah. And, I feel like one of my theories is she's potentially Helgi's mom. Interesting. Well, she doesn't have a scar though. Okay. Well that, 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 that clears that up because yeah. I, I also, I also didn't remember what Helgi's yeah. mom like. So, you yeah. know, hey, I don't know. They're the Sigmundus cult. They can do anything. Apparently. That's true, and that like that kind of gets back to what we were talking about last week, uh, of of how scars are used to. Upon editing it, I I think we kind of, I kind of touched on it, but like I didn't really full of, like like make a fully formed thought, and we just kept going. Mm. Uh, it kind of sounded like we were talking about how. Uh, they're using scars to indicate like who's bad. That mm-hmm. wasn't what I was implying. I was just implying that that is a thing in, in cinema. And a lot of people are kind of getting sick of it of like, of course this is the bad guy because they have some kind of uh, uh, scarification. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so some, that's some the point I was making. Yeah. Yeah. For dark, I was just saying, it's really interesting how certain characters they're having to give them something physical so we know you know mm-hmm. there's so many characters who don't have it so we're like oh man this this could, this could be anyone this mm-hmm. could be that was Mikhail in the first scene and we didn't know it you know 
But yeah. then characters like uh, Helgi were like, oh, wait a second. That old guy has that same scar, you know, on his mm-hmm. ear, you know, so it is in a way used to to recognize the character uh, because they're all white. They're all German, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of what we were trying to get the point across last week. Um, as for this girl, I don't know, like, because we haven't really met an older woman with the scar. At least that mm-hmm. I can think of. Uh, but I was also thinking about that as well because it's been 33 years since the the uh, event, since the apocalyptic event happens mm-hmm. uh, in Winded. That girl is not 33 years old. So she was yeah. born post-apocalypse. Yeah. So And the fact that we see so many people still alive, like I'm – that's interesting because we also know that a lot of like basically they say everyone dies in Windy, yeah. you know, and they show graves of certain people and stuff. So I'm like, okay, but Elizabeth survives. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so we do know there are survivors. So so that's going to kind of be interesting to see how that plays out. Who's still around? Is Elizabeth the only survivor from Winded? Mm, was there yeah. more you know were these other people coming from who's this girl's parents so yeah yeah and i was even thinking too I, like i wonder if she could have gone with jonas like there, there was no indication or warning that this was just a one-person trip you know yeah 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 she very i don't know i think she very well could have and i was like jonas take the cute girl with you but knowing the show y'all might be related so be yeah. careful yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, but speaking back about Claudia meeting Claudia, we found out how Gretchen traveled through time. Mm-hmm. Older Claudia brought her. Yeah. I'm like, okay, all right. So she brought her to the future to help convince Claudia of time travel. Mm-hmm. Something else we haven't discussed Last week and this week, Jonas is is uh, listening to tapes regarding this God particle and the apocalypse, and it's Claudia talking. Yeah. Which is fascinating because we've already established that we don't have a modern-day Claudia. We always see Claudia from the 80s, and then we see the older Claudia. Yeah. So at some point, she's going to, to – experience or or find out about this apocalypse or what mm-hmm. and how awesome was that whole this whole episode for her was so cool getting to meet herself yeah and then older her older her is showing her the time machine and stuff and she just vanishes mm-hmm. oh and she gives her the notes so at yeah. the end claudia in the 80s goes to bury the notes in the backyard and what does she find the time machine buried mm-hmm. in the backyard. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's, what a God. It's so cool. So cool. And the edit, the editing of that whole scene, you know, it's yeah. like, I, I, I loved that we got like the split screens this episode. Yeah. And, yeah. and that they were used to sort of transition and move, you know, into mm-hmm. each other and into different moments. I was like, fantastic. Just, yeah. Utterly fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Oh, man. Yeah. I just thought it's so cool. So older Claudia goes to the past to bury the time machine in Mm – what was that 
we said the twenties. Yeah, I guess it has to be because they still said "Wind in Town of the Future" or whatever that sound sign yeah. is. So that's back when Egon was young. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so that's where Yulrich is. He's imprisoned. Yeah, younger modern day Yulrich. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's, that's so wild. Like, okay, so now we can assume older Claudia doesn't have a time machine anymore. Because she gives it, she gives it to modern day herself. Well, maybe because uh, what a uh, um, remember last season she's going to uh, freaking what's his name the watchmaker, Tanhouse. She goes Tanhouse. Yeah, she goes to Tanhouse and asks yeah. him to build her a time machine. Yeah, but that's when he was young, right? Uh, yeah. So he, that was probably the first time machine. I don't know. So, where, what was the first time machine? Again, oh, you this see, whole, that's a good point. Yeah, this whole that's a thing good point. is a loop. It's like, where did the time machine come from? So she so, has his designs, but yeah. he doesn't remember building it. You know, all yeah. This whole thing is yeah whole thing is out of whack it's all crazy and we know that there's technically only one technically but but people have it through different moments in time yeah so jonas gave him the old one and he and he took the 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 new one the first one the one Mm -hmm. claudia commissioned Mm -hmm. middle-aged jonas gets that one Mm -hmm. But then, which but which is the one that she buries? Because yeah, so Claudia, at some point she gets it back. Yeah, yeah. So because right I, now, middle aged Jonas, he takes Hannah back to the eighties, mm-hmm. and she sees little Mikhail with mm-hmm. the nurse lady in the house, and she's like just freaking out and crying and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's got to be wild because. Last episode two, they kind of touched on it where Jonas was like, you saw me after I left in the rain at the bus station with my yellow coat. It was you and your dad. Mm -hmm. And you told me about Chernobyl. And Hannah's like starts thinking, you know, like, oh, crap. It's kind of like one of those random memories that just comes back to you. Like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I figure now she's starting to see like, oh, God, the 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 little kid that I fell in love with when we were kids, that's that's Mikael. Yeah. Uh heartbreaking. Dude, See, that's I dating. I know. Wow. And it was good to see from Hannah because we actually see her going through an emotion that's not crazy. Yeah. You know, we've only seen her like really get obsessive over her affair with Yulrich. And she mm-hmm. gets pissed about that, but to actually see her like like heartbroken and 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 it's a much different compared to last week where she was just gonna kill herself, almost no emotion at all. It was like probably just depression, but this yeah. one like you actually see the pain in her and stuff. And I'm like, nice, nice, yeah. well done. Yeah. Speaking of pain, uh huh. Speaking of depression, uh huh. Um. 
Let's talk about Egon for a second. Okay. So one, uh, he has cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds pretty bad. Yeah. Um, you know, cause the hospitals wanted him to go in like soon and he's like, no, 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 I can't, I can't do that. Um, try to still Claudia, uh, can't do it. But now that he's retired, he's just looking through all of his old stuff, all of his old case stuff. He and has, to- he has an investigation wall, just like, uh-huh. just like we were talking about last week. You're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he figures out that the man that they arrested, the child murderer, the supposed child murderer that he arrested back in the day is still alive and still in Winden. And so he drives, cons his way in, manages to meet the old, the old version of this dude. And it's a freaking old man, Yorick. Now, if I thought Yorick was scary as a, as a, in his prime cop, uh huh. I am mortified of this version of the investigator, the- as they call him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't like this guy, dude. Uh, and it, and he had it's, it's almost like the only emotion in him anymore is just anger. Yeah, dude. The casting, like. When I first saw him, I'm like, is that the same guy? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what no I thought way. too. And yeah. Like, no, it's not. Like, again, again, props to the casting and the, the casting director of this show, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, man. Like, brilliant, you know? And, and, and he's been and- there for 33 years. He's been there for 33 years. I think the the heartbreaking thing, you know, we're watching Hannah, you know, witness like a young Mikhail in in her house. Yeah. In her house. She's been living in that house, you know, this whole time, you know, all of that. Witnessing him as a kid. Realizing to her horror what what has happened, what what she's inadvertently done. You want to talk about heartbreaking. Yorick is alive in the same time that his son is, and he doesn't know it. Uh huh. He and, doesn't and, know that his son is there. Yeah, and this cements it. So now we know he doesn't get out. You know, because last last season it was a cliffhanger. It's like okay, he's in he's in jail. Yeah. See so what happened season two. Well, now we see him thirty three years later, still incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Like oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he gets out from this part out, but he's been in there for 33 years. Mm-hmm. You know what? And it's like right right rightly so. Like he tried to murder a kid. Mm-hmm. Um it's like he he's, he's he's man, he's paying for it, you know? Yeah. Uh but yeah, it's so heartbreaking, dude. And he even he even tells Egon he's like I remember I know when you died. It was in all the papers. Mm-hmm. So like he knows that Egon's dying. I was like, oh man. Mm-hmm. But he quotes that metal album again. You know, I'm just God. like, and Egon's like, what? What's what's going on? I'm like, oh dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the rage he, in that man, I can't even imagine. Yeah, 
Yeah. And he just keeps calling him out. He's like, you're, you're stupid. You don't yeah. know. Like you still don't know anything, yeah. you know? And that's how you're going to die. And I'm like, dude, uh-huh. it's like, man, ah, <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I don't like, it's such a, this, this show is, is giving us such fascinating characters that we're like, I can't a good conscious root for you. Yeah. But every single time any version of you is on screen, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. You, this, it's metal as hell. I it's like it. you. Okay. Like, especially with Ulrich, like you, you can't, you can root him for him in season one. You know, he's a very rootable, rootable for character. Is that how you say it? Easy to root for, for. character. Uh, I don't know about easy, but you know, you can, well, you Find, you find things about him that you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. like yeah, I'm kind of like on your side. He's not a good guy, but like the whole driving point of at least the beginning of the show is trying to find this missing kid, you know, mm-hmm. and he's the dad. Mm-hmm. As many flaws as he has, he's he's the one who's tirelessly trying to find his kid, you know. And mm-hmm. I think that's some something a lot of people can uh, uh, empathize with, even if you don't have kids. Yeah. But then by the time you get to the end of the season, you're like, nope, cross the line, dude, cross the line. But now here we are, we're, we're seeing this version of him now and, and seeing how he's changed and how much he's still the same at the same time. And we still want to root for him. Like we, we, we want things to work out for him. But he still pay like the penance. Like, is that enough? You know, mm-hmm. he didn't succeed in killing Helgi. So it's 33 years locked up. Is that his penance? You know? Yeah. It's it's a very weird place to sit as an audience member because you're like, how do we root for this guy? But at the same time, you're rooting not just for him, but for his family. You want mm-hmm. the family to get back together. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, well, we know what happens to Mikhail. Yeah. And now we know we we know that Ulrich's been there for 33 years. We don't know what happens next though. Mm-hmm. So it's just like we continue to see the family fracture and it's like no, no, bring it back together. <laughs> yeah. What uh what why does a uh, Why does my gut tell me that this isn't going to have a happy ending? Dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. Because it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, in yeah, the it it's is. in the title, Sam. It's in the title, man. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Well. What else happened this week? Uh this new private invest or this new investigator guy really intriguing me. Um he he's got to be part of the Sigmundus cult. Maybe it, it's it's really interesting that these past two episodes, he's really been uh, 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 he's on to Alexander. Yeah. Like as soon as he gets there, he's like, hmm, Alexander, why didn't he take his wife's? Why did he take his wife's na- last name? Not yeah. his own. And he just keeps hounding and pushing. And even Charlotte's like, I don't know why you're doing this, dude. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of which, I had a, a thought. Charlotte reminds me of Jodie Foster. She's like the German Jodie Foster. (laughs) 
I've been seeing a lot of Jodie Foster right now because uh, the new uh, True Detective just started. Yeah. And I, and I was like, hey, yeah, she's kind of – and she's she's a cop. She's a sheriff. So yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, it kind of reminds me of Charlotte. Interesting. So, yeah. I can see um, that, yeah. Oh, man. And, yeah, speak – quick tangent. Man, like, Charlotte is – Charlotte's having to sidestep, you know, this investigator, you know, pretty, yeah, pretty hardcore. But yeah, she's like, she's, you know, she, she sees in, you know, because uh, Regina has the box of stuff that future Jonas left. Yeah. In, uh, uh, in, in the hotel room and she finds the photocopy of Tanhouse's book. Uh, the book, uh, what Cat lovingly refers to as the timey wimey book. Okay, I like it. Uh, she's like, I don't remember what it's called, and I told her the title. She's like, Nope, it's timey wimey book. I was like, Okay, <laughs> so it's timey wimey book. Um, yeah, and she's like freaking out, and she calls her husband, you know, and all that. And it's like, Charlotte is more related to this now than ever. Yeah. And I and, and it's scary. It's scary because we see what happens with people who come into contact with time travel. Mm-hmm. They get time displaced. They're getting lynched. You know, they got they get for a crime and then they get yeah. locked ill and have to see their whole life pass in front of them. It's it's not fun. Time it's, travel isn't fun in this show. Yeah, no, it's not. But it's really interesting because here we are, two episodes into season two. And we're starting to see like, like the every character in the show is starting to be put into one of two categories, either someone who is somehow a victim of time travel, mm-hmm. or someone who is so like just thoroughly entwined into the loop that they're also the victim, you know? So you have mm. someone like, like, like Jonas or, uh, 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 Mikhail, I guess you could say who it was just it, like a series of, of, of acts, quote unquote accidents that got them into this story and this plot. And like, they're having to navigate their ways through now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have someone like Charlotte who's like, "Well, wait a second. Her adoptive grand her adoptive grandfather we found out as of last week is the one who who made the time machines, Tanhouse." Mm-hmm. But then we also find out okay, he has some kind of connection with Sigmundus cuz he has the picture. Mhm. So she is slowly becoming more and more into it, kind of like Peter you know, Peter's just kind of doing his own thing, hiding his own secrets, and it's like, well, wait a second. He sure he was a victim because he kind of stumbled onto the dead kid's body. We don't find that out until the season one finale. Mm-hmm. So he just stumbles into it. But he's the son of Helgi, who's so thoroughly entwined in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so it it seems like you're either you fall in by accident or you fall in by fate. Yeah, maybe it's all by fate. Even maybe even accidents are fate. You know, I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so I don't know. It's really interesting to look at the cast now. It really starts to – you're starting to like separate everyone and you're like, this is why we're following these people. Okay. Yeah. This is why Jonas and Yulrich and, and Charlotte are our leads, you know, mm-hmm. uh, instead of, of uh, the, the cop of one eye, you know, he's yeah. kind of just there. Um, it's like, this is why we're following these characters. Charlotte's getting more and more entwined on her own because she's investigating it, but also because she's realizing her past is tied into it as well. Mm-hmm. So, oh man. So, and she even says right at the end, she's like, why, why didn't you tell me who my parents were or something like that? Oh, when she's talking to Peter, she's like, why did he never tell me about Tanhouse? Why did he never mm-hmm. tell me who my real parents were? Yeah. And now she's freaking out because there's this Sigmundis photo and she's like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. This is a lot. Yeah, man. To quote mm-hmm. Marty McFly. This is heavy. It's getting heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was yeah. like, another time traveler. This is heavy. Oh, man. It's interesting to see Mikhail going to school now and he has like the Goonies poster in his room <laughs> and like this poor kid man like the just the shell shock he must be going through you know and like it's interesting that he's also waking up like jolting awake just like Jonas yeah. is yeah. you know like father like son which um, is interesting because when we start the show Jonas is, a, is on all this medication mm-hmm. and we're led to believe it's because they said like he kind of broke after his dad killed himself yeah you know but i'm also wondering, understandable yeah yeah for sure but i'm also wondering like is it something like is it genetic like like mm. is this something that mikhail goes through so michael ends up passing it on to jonas you know mm-hmm. just w- whatever ailment that is we don't know what it is you know timey I mean? wimey disease yeah 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 it's kind of like what <laughs> Not seasonal depression. It's like temporal depression. Temporal depression. I you know? love it. Jonas just thinks he's depressed and like you are. But you have <laughs> no idea how depressed you actually are. <laughs> temporal depression. Temporal wow. depression. Hell yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That sounds like some sci-fi bullshit. That's going to be the, 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 no- the, the name of our next novel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, that if I had to, if I had to give a, a, a um a, an Americanized name to dark, that's what I would give it. <laughs> Temporal depression. Temporal depression. Maybe that's what we'll call this episode. Last week, I just called it "Choose Your Weapon" because I'm like, well, we talked about weapons a lot. I was so close to calling it "Introducing." The toilet boys. Oh no! I'm so glad you did it. <laughs> there was God. just one part of the episode, though. So I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we, that's, yeah, that's, that's not yeah. how I want to be remembered. God, we talked about weapons so much more than not we did like that this. one bit. Not like yeah, this, but that one bit was so much funnier than God. the weapon talk. <laughs> oh man, huh. I wanted this. Is the legacy I wanted. Right? 
Lose it. Lose that legacy. Get lost. Couple couple of years from now when we're, you know, doing a live episode, you know, uh-huh. in front of hundreds of people at some convention. And that's how we're going to be introduced. The Toilet you Boys. Know, we're going to have some MC back featuring the Toilet Boys. It's going to be it's going to be uh, uh, when we're in Ant- Antarctica. It's going to be the last cold place on the planet. So it's going to mm-hmm. be our, our Christmas con is going to be in Antarctica. And uh, they're like, welcome to the toilet boys. Yeah. <laughs> all 20 people. <laughs> be like, We're so glad you all were able to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if there's like a, a scientific number of how many single people you need to like start like a a race like a human race you know like if the last survivors of mankind were in antarctica how Mm -hmm. many people would we need Hmm. to 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 successfully continue the start the human race yeah Yeah. again i think in star trek they talk about it next gen they said something like i don't they probably just pulled it out of their butts they're like Mm -hmm. we need uh 34 uh, um, couples to meet the minimum requirements of starting a new race. I'm like, hmm. I'm like, is that a thing or is that just random? That's interesting. Yeah. So in the case of that that Star Trek episode, they essentially they've been cloning themselves as as Spawn because they can't procreate anymore. Mm. So they're either going to have sex with a bunch of people on the Enterprise or they're going to clone them. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> but I just thought that was an interesting thing. Like, wow, okay. Yeah, like what's the minimum? Because once that first batch of kids comes out, the second batch, it's going to be less, like half is compatible because the first one's going to be so small. Like half of them might be related, you know, because of siblings. I don't know. I was just, I don't know. Mm. Maybe that's what dark is. No, no. I mean, if anything, Dark is more like Star Wars, where I feel like there's like three families that are screwing up the entire world who are technically all one family. Yeah. Who just keep (laughs) screwing everything up. Yeah. Um, That. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, It is kind of interesting, though. That's true, because the Conwalds and uh, uh, what's York's last name? Nielsen. Nielsen and the yeah. Nielsens, they're they're tied together because of Mikkel. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. They're the Skywalkers of the dark, the dark verse. Mm-hmm. Oh, great! The Skywalkers of Winden. Of course, yeah. it, this sucks. It's really interesting because I I did make the joke at the end of the last episode about uh, what were you saying? Something like, "What if I time travel or I'm in dark?" I'm like, "Uh oh, that means I'm going to cheat on my wife." And I said that as a joke, but like, I wonder if, what do you think about that in the show? Cause it does seem like there's a lot of, uh, um, cheating adultery. Yeah. I mean, for sure it was Hannah and Ulrich, mm-hmm. but it just feels like, I don't know. I wonder if this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like destiny, like, you're either a victim of time travel or 
you're destined to be a victim of time travel, you know, because mm. it seems like like there's just so much. It's crazy how like things are repeating. And you've brought that up several times. Like it feels like things are repeating. Mm-hmm. You see uh, uh, um, comparisons between the different timelines and stuff. And I don't know, maybe is. Do you think. Because we could talk a, a night and day about time travel. It's like, oh, someone goes back, steps on a butterfly, it changes the future, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there a more terrifying type of like, like maybe like a morality shift or something? Like, it feels like Winden is like plagued or mm-hmm. cursed, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not so much that like, one specific thing happened, but it's like, oh, you could say like Yorick going back and trying to murder a child. You know, that's one of like the worst crimes slash sins possible. Mm-hmm. Can a, a a time traveler who goes back in time try to murder a child? Could that somehow taint a timeline? Mm. You know, maybe temporal depression is a real thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. That, and that that's something I've been thinking a lot just watching this show. I'm like, huh. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we do affect, you know how we affect people just in our lives? Yeah. Just anywhere from like meaningful actions and conversations to just our overall vibes. Like, oh man, <laughs> I don't need that kind of negativity around me today. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. is there something to be said about that on a large a larger a scale? You know, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely think so. You know, we're moving, we're moving a little bit more into like sound of thunder kind of territory, you know, Mm -hmm. or even, you know, just kind of generally into towards like Marvel's what if, you know, a whole different course of action, you know, takes, you know, causes a huge, you know, universal shift. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I th- but I I I do I do think I do think a more maybe realistic thing is 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 that idea of like uh tainting some sort of timeline or 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 yeah. you know yeah yeah kind of like placing some sort of curse you know upon this thing that sp- kind of broadly speaking of time loops uh I'm going to spoil uh Netflix's uh Haunting of Bly Manor. So Ooh, if you okay. haven't seen Haunting of Bly Manor, uh pause, go forward maybe like 10 minutes or something. Um I don't know how long I'll talk. 10 minutes, okay. Yeah, I'll tell I'll just just when when you hear me go and we're back. That's where, you know, you can, you know, do that. <laughs> but not now. So in the future. Anyway, so one of the ghosts at Bly Manor is this faceless woman who wanders the the grounds of the manor and anybody, any human who gets caught in her path, she like chokes and drags and she drags them from wherever she finds them. She drags them down into the lake. Mm, crap. And and she pops up a couple of times. She's like the big cliffhanger ending for like two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get 
her episode. And her episode is about in in I'm going to sum it up as fast as possible. Two sisters who inherit the house. Uh, they're they're down on their luck. Uh, they're trying to like entice suitors and do all this stuff. Well, the the sister who turns into the ghost, like she ends up like finding a suitor. Uh, they marry all this stuff, but she gets sick, and she she like she she's she's dying, and it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. But as a way, it, it, there's 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 something about her her dying that she's just like I don't accept it. She's 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 being given the last rites by a priest, and she's like I don't accept that, and I refuse to accept that. And her sister hops in and is like, Yeah, you tell this man, sister, you tell this man that like we're you're you're not going to do this. And it's sort of like she's casting this spell. It's sort of like they're casting a spell. Mm-hmm. And it it unfortunately prolongs her life. So she's like, she's getting older, but she's still sick. She's living mm-hmm. in sickness. She can't see her child. You know, she can't see her husband, blah, blah, blah. Well, her sister finally has enough and murders her. Oh, crap. Uh, and so it's a whole thing. And you're like, wow, crap. Okay. But she left a chest full of like all of her gowns, all her jewelry, all this beautiful stuff. She left it for her daughter so that when the time came, you know, she can open up the chest and, you know, like it'll be there. Well, all that stuff is expensive. And since everybody's down on their luck, the alive sister is like, well, maybe I'll just open it and maybe we'll sell all this stuff. But that's not really why she wants to open it. She wants to open it because she she's jealous. She wants all the stuff for herself. Mm. So she the chest and she picks up a dress and then through the sleeves of the dress, these ghostly hands come and they choke the they choke the sister to death. Oh crap. So it turns out that there that the eldest sister is now a ghost. And her life is just living in this room. It's the room where she died. Mm-hmm. She wakes up every day. And she can't go anywhere. She's just walking around the room. She can kind of vaguely hear things, but she's just going around the room. Until one day, she hears the door open. And she thinks, oh, like at this point, she's like, maybe it's my daughter, you know, coming in there. And nope, it's her sister. She's doing all this stuff. She's taking the dress, trying to put it on, blah, blah, blah. And in her fury and her rage, she chokes out her sister. And you're like, oh, crap. Okay. And so she's, she like... After that happens, the husband and and the daughter, they're like, okay, we're gonna, we're like, we're we're moving. This this place is not this this place is bad. I think there is an evil here. So they take the chest, and now the viewpoint changes where it's like, oh, the the eldest sister, she can like open the curtains, and it's like, so essentially, like her spirit is like lodged in one of her dresses or like the chest, mm-hmm. if you want to get like technical. So now that it's moving out of the spot where it was, she's able to see the world and she's seeing like, oh, they're going to take, we're all going on an adventure. We're all going on a journey. They throw the chest into the lake. They throw, they throw the chest in the lake because, you know, he's like, I, this is bad. This chest is cursed. It's caused like my family, all this stuff. That was in, I don't know, the 1700s, 1800s, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're now in like the 1980s. That chest has been there for years 
and it's then this the spirit of this woman has just been trapped in there living in in fury and in rage and it's like that's the one thing that this spirit has held on to mm-hmm. so through the ages through the years fury is the only thing she knows mm-hmm. and so now she walks the grounds and yeah essentially just finds whoever is in her path and just pulls them down with her and now all the ghosts are trapped nobody can leave bly manor none of the ghosts can leave bly Mm. a huge point of plot point of of the show so then it's like what like what has to happen you know so it's like essentially this one person the actions of this person inadvertently has cursed this entire place Mm. and it is hurt so many other people so many people are dead just because of a thing just because of one choice just because of one person and it's such a beautiful story and you're just like holy crap when you get to that episode you're like oh my god what what and then that's not even the last episode because then you got to get to the season finale and then you're just crying for like the last 45 minutes uh and it's worth it and it's great but i sort of feel like oh sorry whoa that was crazy (laughs) so anyway i feel like that all all that to say that that's sort of that's sort of the vibe i get from winden if if all of these Mm -hmm. things are time looping and like we said earlier like how many versions of this have happened how many time loops have there been it sort of feels like uh it's decay it's like radioactive decay oh it's that's like, a good that's a good like point yeah bringing we're not just bringing matter or ourselves yeah. to these things it's almost like we're bringing this 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 it's like we're bringing our vibes we're bringing our vibes yeah. portal whatever <laughs> we've been through you know so like we, we we don't have any evidence or or we we haven't seen anything to suggest it like all we really know is like older older Claudia was talking about the loops yeah. about to end. That's really all we know. But yeah. that that is an interesting concept. Like, what if each loop gets darker and darker? You know, mm-hmm. things get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Um that's something really fascinating. Uh wow, yeah. I love that. Maybe, maybe we are gonna write temporal depression. And and yeah. use that like that's that's yeah. sort of the the crux so, of so the like, thing. So like yeah, yeah, like Winden is like the blind manner, you know. It's like this one thing happened and it kind of tainted mm-hmm. everything, and like it's kind of like the thing of uh, uh, um, I like the I like that you said decay, you know, mm-hmm. because that to me that's almost scarier than a curse, you know, because what yeah. we've been raised to believe in uh, uh, movies or books or religion or whatever. Like everyone has different opinions on like, what, what is like a curse? Can curses be broken? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. But decay on the other hand, that's like a natural process. Yeah. You know, and that's terrifying, you know? Uh, (laughs) So it's like, Almost like the idea of well, okay. Uh, my first thought was like poltergeist. 
isn't isn't the 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 homes they're they're built on like a, a Native American like uh, graveyard, right? I I believe so. Yeah, I think that's what the plot is. So it's mm-hmm. something it, like think of it something like that, but instead of it actually being like ghosts physically haunting and trying to kill you, it's just like no, you'll just never know peace. You'll never mm-hmm. know happiness. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're cursed to live a mid life. <laughs> like how how what? like how screwed up is that right like that how messed sucks. up yeah. is that yeah yeah and i think everyone at some point has those feelings of like man this town like what would it what would it have been like if i had left you know yeah and they talk a lot about that in season one with yorick you know mm-hmm. and he's like i just want to get out i just want to leave that that's like yeah. you can never leave this is winded he, yeah, that was, he was the first person I thought of when started talking about decay, and it's like you're you're trapped. You can't leave. Yeah, you know if if this is if this is the fallout of of time travel, you know, yeah. like too much time travel in this area has caused all of these bad things to happen. Caused the 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 entire mood, the entire like spirit of a town to change for the worse. And it's like, yeah, you that that's that's your punishment. You can't leave. You'll never leave the town you grew up in. This is gonna be really interesting when we finish the show and get back into Lost, because be there's like, a lot of time travel in Lost. So American, <laughs> like, of course they don't talk <laughs> right? about any of the temporal <laughs> like, depression. So, so, so no. we're either gonna write a novel called Temporal Depression, mm-hmm. or our Lost sequel is going to be really dark. <laughs> I think that would be cool though, you know? Like Yeah. I just saw, I I like that concept like t- the timeline is something pure cuz it's mm-hmm. natural. Mm-hmm. And what do we do? We screw up nature all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? Life uh 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 finds a way. But we got to go screw it up. Mhm. You know, so in that in a way, it it, it taints it and it starts decaying. And the more we do it, that's something they never like in Doctor Who. It's like no, things literally start falling apart. You're gonna tear open the universe. It's like no, you yeah. just make it suck. Yeah, you know, the pure stuff, the good stuff starts to leave. And I think we feel like that's our world right now. There's just so much. Uh, uh, just darkness and hate and anger right now, and it feels like we we can see no end to it, you know. So I think that's why it's a it's a really kind of relevant storytelling technique. Damn, this episode not go where I was expecting, and we still didn't talk about a lot of it. I just I want to bring up uh, 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 Magnus and uh, Francesca real quick, and how. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. If you're listening to this, you watch the show, you know what happens. Yeah. But I love the line because uh, he says, like, everyone has secrets. And she calls him out. She's like, it's not the secrets that's our problem. It's oh, – hang on. I, I actually wrote it down. Uh, the secrets aren't the problem. It's the shit we all project onto others. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Uh, Which in the very next scene – is Jonah a future Jonas talking to Hannah and talking about it's all the secrets. It's what's destroying us. Yeah. And it's like, it's such the inverse of what, of what we just heard. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Is he right? Or is Francesca right? Like, 
I, I, uh, I don't know. I, can they both be right? I think they can both be right because it's like I think because that because that's kind of the thing. Like Francesca's secret isn't isn't life shattering. Like it's not like it's not terrible. You yeah. know, it's just the thing that like it. You know, if wrong people see it, you know they're gonna you know cry foul or whatever. Yeah. Um. But it's also the thing that she doesn't feel the need to have to explain. So it's like, yeah. okay, cool. Conversely, though, you have people who are are having affairs or people who are going back in time and trying to kill children, you know, all of these yeah. things, like all of these different things. It's like I I definitely I, I see both viewpoints. And I think that's that's for us to decide as the audience. Like mm-hmm. we, we've seen all the viewpoints. Mm-hmm. So the characters haven't. They only have what they know in front of them because yeah. the kids, most of the kids, they don't know about time travel. So right, like, right. Who's to, who's to say they would be they would do a better job at any of it yeah. than Jonas or the adults? So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so lastly, before we wrap up, because we're already pushing it again, um, mm-hmm. I love when Claudia meets herself and she really starts to understand that she's seen her future self, and. I keep forgetting because uh, you don't really notice unless it's a close up and you pay attention. She has uh, it's called heterochromia, mm-hmm. where each eye is a different color, and so did older Claudia. I was like, oh, dude, like just to see the look of like kind of terror on her face mm-hmm. when she realizes it's her. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, I completely um, forgot too until they were looking at each other. I was like, oh, dang, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so they did mention that. Uh, the loop, it's a 33-year cycle. That's what Claudia mentions. And mm-hmm. it's about to end in five days, which is when the apocalypse is going on. Mm-hmm. Episode starts five days before the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. It's like, crap. Um, let me see. Uh, lastly, I just want to say we got a little more of uh, young Regina and Alexander. I like them together, man. Like It's so weird seeing them as such this young couple – and then to see them uh, uh, in the in the modern day being interrogated by the cops, you know, and mm-hmm. and I think it, I'm glad that they they've kind of gone the route they have with them because Alexander is very business, very he seems very cold, maybe even cutthroat a little bit. He's the mm-hmm. he's the the in charge of this plant. Uh, we do know. He was robbed a bank or something when he was younger. So we do know he has that side to him. But when it comes to his family, like he's always been supportive. And I like to see uh, – we. this is most of the last season. But we see him like comforting Regina and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that now of him as a younger man with younger Regina. I'm like it's super easy just to make this guy like a villain. Like, oh, of course, he's the mysterious head of the nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. It would have been easy to write him off and like him not care about his wife or him just ignore her. But no, you can tell that there's still something there between them. You know, uh, he just might, he has resting bitch face, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's cool to really see that. Like that would have been, that would have been the American route. You know, we just mm-hmm. turned him into a douchebag and he hasn't really done anything to do, you know, to seem like that. So I'm like, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. That was a good choice. I like that. Uh, you know, 
Regina deserves like that kind of stability in her life, especially man. It's so heartbreaking to see her young and in love in the eighties and then see her now 33 years later dealing with cancer, you know, I'm like, Oh mm-hmm. my God. And being interrogated by this freaking detective. Yeah. Which, which was interesting because they, uh, it, again, the, the editing, that's spoiler alert. That's my MVP. Uh, this, oh, the this, editing? The editor. Uh, yeah. Cause uh again we get we get a, a flashback to the 80s with Regina and Alexander uh talking about Claudia talking about her mom you know and how she's like you know like I didn't get anything uh I've never gotten anything from her and Alexander you know kind of like you know kind of you know very smoothly is just like well I mean that's not true like you inherited all your mother's great good features mm-hmm you know, and she's like, well, I didn't know there were any, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so it's like, yeah. okay, like kind of sly. I like it. But yeah. you directly cut from that to to present day Regina being interrogated, you know, obviously going through chemo. Uh, but you also have to figure in the fact that, like, Egon had cancer. Yeah. Regina has cancer. Yeah. Does Claudia have cancer? And is time travel a way that she's because she's not a because she's not around in the present? That's why I think Mm -hmm. future Claudia is actually present day Claudia. Just she oh yeah. She like yeah in time jumping. She's been going through time for so long that it like Mm -hmm. she's kind of stayed the same age. Like I think, yeah. At least that that yeah. Well, that. Wait a minute. Future Claudia is well. Fu- is obviously future- older though. Well, yes, yes, obviously older. But what I what I mean is is that I think future Claudia would just be twenty nineteen Claudia. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 We, that's we were just calling I mean. her future because. Because we've only seen her in, in like the 80s, the, yeah, and the bunkers, you know, and all this stuff. And yeah, we only saw her in the 80s. Oh, yeah, and she has the bunkers in the future and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, uh, so, okay, yeah, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, that's 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 really interesting. And older Claudia did tell modern Claudia, 80s Claudia, she's like, um, enjoy your time with Regina, you don't have much left. It's like, mm-hmm. but. What did she say? Something about like, if this works, maybe Regina will live or maybe she'll be saved or something like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. What a damn good show, dude. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. MVPs, editors. Okay. Real quick. um, Predictions. I threw out so many this episode. Yeah. You kind of did already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Girl from the future is somewhere has some thing with the, which is the thing we didn't, we didn't really talk about, but I, I have theories that like the Sigmundus cult is either around or has influence in present day. Mm. And because also like the future society that Elizabeth is sort of involved in very cult, like, and kind of feels like it would be in line with, whatever Sigmundus is doing, yeah, you know, yeah. tapping into time, you know, trying to get to a better place, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, absolutely. 
Well, next week we're talking about Dark Season 2, Episode 3, Ghosts. Ooh. I have no tease. I'm pretty sure I'm done with the teases just because I, I was looking at them. And I'm like, I don't know, like any one of these things could be considered like a spoiler, you know? That's why I like it when you do the write-ups. Well, yeah, but like, I don't exactly remember what's coming. Usually it's just my own version of what Netflix says. I'm like, okay, mm. I'll do it this way. Yeah. I'll try next time. Okay. Next week. We're gonna we're heading to Bly Manor. We're gonna meet some ghosts. <laughs> uh everyone, like thank it. you for joining us. Uh what an episode, man. Like like fantastic episode. Yeah, it's so good. Um I wanna know everyone's thoughts on it. Use hashtag Lost Legacies. We'll see it. Mm-hmm. Um, hit us up. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to discuss. Not really. Uh, let us know your feelings on this episode. Let us know your predictions. And um, until next time, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Mahimenez and on Instagram at Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at real. That's R-E-E-L, Texas Weirdo. Until next time. Going Go dark. dark.